Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. I have with me, as always, Jay Hill, Trey Ely. And we are one down today. Um, John is not... Yeah, he's not with us right now. He's... He'll be back next week. Like, so we... You know, he's he's taking some time with his family. So, um, wish their brother the best. Wait, John got fired? What? On his day off. (laughs) John got fired? You got to Smokey. be a stupid motherfucker to get fired on your day off. <laughs> Smokey, what happened? <laughs> nah, John's not. John's not fired. He's not relieved of duty. He just, you know, he's, he, he'll be back next week. He'll be back next week. So, um, let's get into. Uh, what, let me say, this is the podcast of uh, musicians who talk sports. We love to talk sports. And with that being said, we're going to get into the first subject, which is a. Uh, oh, he just sent the text. John just sent the text. <laughs> um. We're going to get into it, and it's going to be about a recap of last week. So last week, I'm going to give you the scores that we had for the Super Bowl. Uh, That's 55. Um, John had 34-31 KC. I'm going to do do the losers first. (laughs) Uh, And Jay had Kansas City 38-31. The cool thing about this is everybody what? had 31. You got the 31. <laughs> yeah. What was the other team? Okay. <laughs> they got 31. You want to get technical and shit. Trey had, Trey had it 34-31 uh, Tampa Bay, and I had it 35-30 because, um, you know, last week's episode was called, um, or the Super Bowl was called, How Do You Get the 30 and You Kick 10, uh, 10 three field goals. So, um, And they tried to, what, they kicked three of them. They kicked three. Um and, Yo, uh, did you hear what Gronk said about Gronk them? said the only person that can score, he's like, they need to get him because the only person to score for them was he's, the dude. The he said, at least he scored a touchdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> exactly. So the score was actually uh, 31, 39 in favor of Tampa Bay, which would make that ten, uh, Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl in his uh, fifth MVP. Yeah. He went Sounds right. 21 of 29, 201 yards, three touchdowns, two of which were two Gronkowski. Um, I said he was saving those for the Super Bowl because he ain't really been doing much before the Super Bowl. He was just kind of like a presence in the locker room. Let me get you guys' take on what you thought you saw before we go into the uh, the halftime show of the oh, the halftime. Oh, <laughs> we got to talk about that. We, Trey, go ahead. Just talk about the game. All right. I can talk about the game. So, um, it's about practice. <laughs> yeah. So, Tampa Bay's defense, first of all, uh, played lights out. So, shout out to Tom, Todd Bowles, um, former Redskin, Redskin Super Bowl champion. Um, not under Dan Snyder, though. But anyway, before Dan Snyder. Uh, so, what? <laughs> Todd Bowles, when he won the Super no, Bowl, I got there, you. There was no it was like 87. Yeah, it was back in the day. But anyway, um, the defense played well. They kept the Kansas City offense confused. Um, I I feel like Mahomes played better than his stats or the outcome showed because he wasn't getting any help. I mean, like this dude is throwing passes, literally horizontal diving, hit the <laughs> dude right in the face mask. Right. I mean, like, what, what what do you want this man to do? And bloom. So he couldn't he couldn't get a catch a break. Uh, come to find out, he was injured because he had to go get toe surgery or something after this, after right after the game anyway. Um, and so I mean, it just wasn't their year. I mean, two long seasons in a row. This is why you don't have a lot of back to back champs in the NFL. I mean, the, the NFL season is brutal, and they had the longest season you can have two seasons in a row because um, they won it last year. And then you factor in all the COVID crap that people had to deal with this year. They would just be down, man. The Chiefs are done. But yeah. not, not to take anything away from Tampa Bay, because Tom Brady, that Tampa Bay team looked a lot like a New England Patriots team to me. And it says something to me about what Tom Brady brings to a team. And I'm saying offense and defense. I think that he just brings a certain culture and mindset to the organization where they play a certain way because a lot of those Patriots teams that was winning had these outstanding defenses, the defense is stepping up and playing well. And you know, people with Tom Brady don't play defense, man. It's something he's doing in that locker room and those huddles and the side, like, because for some reason he leaves new England, he goes to Tampa Bay and they look a lot like new England did with the defense kind of keeping them in the game. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And even though Tom might've struggled at certain points, the defense kept them in there. And, you know, Tom, you know, his numbers don't necessarily look that great, but he made the key plays to win that game. And, you know, yeah. it. it at the beginning of this season, I was saying, is it going to be, you know, this is a, a beautiful season to see, you know, was it Belichick or was it Brady? And, it was man, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> By a landslide, yeah, <laughs> it's <yeah>. Brady. <laughs> yeah, I think it's crazy sad. because it's too like if you watch it, like watching the game and watching Mahomes kind of like run for his life. I think it's I, it was like twenty two Harrys and uh, two two to three sacks. Yeah, 
Um, and he had two picks at the end of the game. And, you know, that's he, no touchdowns. Two picks, no touchdowns, which is unlike um, anything, he anything he's run. done he in the last four one. years. He couldn't even run a touchdown in. Right, he didn't even like, have that capability because they was fast. It was yeah, on him. It's like they had it. They had they had the number, and it's like you know, if you can't, if you can't run your game plan and you can't change your game plan fast enough, like you, like I, I said it the week before, um, the, uh, week before when they're watching um, them play uh, Tampa Bay play uh, Green Bay, and like to watch them take that, that watch that defense take that high powered offense. And like hold them to what they held them to, is like they, all they got to do is do the same thing against Kansas yeah. City. Yep. You know they can't run the ball effectively, and if you can't run the ball, you can't do play action. Play action is eighty five percent of what the NFL is now. If you can't run play action, you can't score, and yep. you can't put the ball down the field. And like uh, the first half, Brady looked like he was twenty, like like legit. He looked he looked twenty twenty five years old. Yeah. Um. He looked like he was having a good time. And to piggyback on what Trey said. It's it's not just about his play. It's about his leadership. Like the mm-hmm. the way that he leads teams is like I can have a bad day, but I'm going to motivate you guys to want to play past the bad day, and that's what they did this season. They just played past their bad days. Yeah. Um, Jay, Jay, I mean that's the same thing. You know, I was thinking he would go for three hundred. Uh, and they was gonna lose because the plan the plan was Mahomes would would do five um, percent of what he normally does, and he did do five percent of what he normally does, like yeah, Trey did. said. But <laughs> I can't throw it and catch it; I can only throw it to you. Um, and some of those throws, man, it was, like, it was amazing. And even like you, you got they got audio of Tampa Bay, like. Yo, he's a magician. He's a magician. Yeah, 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 I saw that, and it's true. Like he, you see, you see any of the still shots where he's like basically laying down, yo, and the ball is going. Yeah, he's still he's throwing spirals on his yeah, back, he's basically. Horizontal. I mean, he was throwing the sidearm throws, like he was doing his normal, his literally his normal routine. But yeah, you got Kelsey dropping shit. That's that's unusual. Like it was, it was weird because it was almost like you would have thought this was their first Super Bowl, and they were playing with nerves. That's how it looked. It looked wow. like they were. It looked like they were too nervous. But I'll I'll agree with Trey. It's the opposite. They were burnt out. And we didn't were, address the elephant in the room. I don't think I mean, having yeah, a coach's there's, son there's almost kill a child and all that stuff that was going on helped their situation. Right. You have because you have two ways to interpret that. Either we're gonna win this for you, coach, or coach just did some fucked up shit. So I'm not even thinking straight right now about this out route. Did. Cause that's fucked up coach. You know, it's not like it's some egregious or, I mean, not egregious, not like it's some miss um, misinterpreted action. You know what I mean? Like, well, he might be innocent. So we with you coach. No, your son did some fucked up shit. Yeah. So and I don't know Andy Reed personally. None of us do. Right. But I'm, he's a human being. So I'll make some basic assumptions about him as a person. There is no possible way that you can focus. your child went through that and you're supposed to be focusing to prepare for a game and it was not a mm-hmm. distraction. Mm-hmm. I'm right. like, yeah, how was right. he not at the at the police station that morning? You know, like Thursday, Friday morning right. when it happened. That's your like, son. Right. Like, and, you and think about it. You need to be well rested so you can get up in the morning, watch mm-hmm. film, uh, game plan, do none whatever. Of that happened. Right. None of that happened. If that happened to your happen. son, you're gonna you're not gonna sleep good. Yeah. 
you know, like you just think about all the different <laughs> like, things. Your son like could be going to coaching. jail for vehicular yeah, like, manslaughter or whatever charge he going to get. And you, man. Why, why coach? Like, at the end of the day, yeah. like, you don't need, I mean, I know it's the biggest game of the year, but it's it the is. game. You're talking about life versus game. Like, the game will be there. Like, your son might not be out. <laughs> and that'll be, I mean, to be honest with you, that'll be the narrative as to why Tampa Bay won. I know, like you said, that is the elephant in the room, but that'll be why they. Only reason they wasn't one because I wasn't focused. The only dynasty. Win. I don't you know, know about that. I don't know. I, if I agree but with I'm that. Too but much. you know, there. You know, yeah. there's a whole Kansas City base that that's that's their logic. You have to you have to think that's how they're thinking. Man, we would have. It had to impact Andy Reid. I, I mean, there's no way. Man. I mean, he ain't even run the normal the, plays that we normally run. Does, uh, does Andy Reid call the plays? He calls. He calls no the way. No, the enemy. Really, the enemy is the one that really calls them, but. You know, you, yeah, that whole setup is always kind of not questionable, but like, un, like weird to me. Like the offensive coordinator calls play. I can I veto the shit as the coach? I think, of course, I think the coach has over, he went over you know play. What I mean? You know, what like, job is there that the guy yeah, above you can't say? Exactly. Nah, never mind. Exactly. But I don't you, think the, we should you, run that. You guys watched the um, except well, not the accepting, but like the speech that Aaron gave after the um when he got the Super Bowl trophy. He was like, I have to give it all to my coaches because I didn't do anything. Like, he didn't call the uh, offensive plays for Tampa yeah. Bay. I mean, Brian yeah, Leff was it's there. It's a game, right. It's a game plan. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's, game it's my game is, plan. But, like, I just kind of. a lot right. I oversee sure. it. Yeah. Like, I'm overseeing yeah, it. He's got to do that. Yeah, he's like, got to approve what they're doing. He's right. got to review it. He's got to meet with yeah. them. And then but remember. He's not calling the play by he's plays. He's got to manage the, the whole game. Right. And that's why it's good when the head coach is not calling plays. Because if the head coach is focused on play calling, who is managing the game? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't who's, who's looking at situations and stuff like that? Like, yeah, this isn't going good. Maybe we need to change it. Oh, if it's if we get a fourth down here, maybe we need to go for it. Like, who's thinking about the bigger picture of what's going on? Because yeah. if you're yeah. engrossed in something like calling plays, that's going to make you, you know, that's going to take you all your attention. I know, what I, I know what I normally run on third down and three, so I don't know what y'all want to do, but this is what we're going to do. No, I don't think that's a good idea in this situation, Coach, because ball placement, you know. Like, yeah. like it's just a, it's a lot of questions. I mean, it's that, and then you got the analytics in there. So it's, the yeah. offensive coordinators right. going back that's with analytics, thing, analytics. And, you know, like what works best in these situations. But, um, see, that's the thing. I don't know if that, that scenario plays into the overall – Loss factor for. Um, well, I mean, they Kansas also State. were missing pieces. That's the other thing too. Like I mean, they didn't have the linemen that they that they that they should have or that they normally have for him to even feel protected. Even though he always breaks the pocket up, regardless, like he's always a transitional quarterback. But it's a lot. It, it happens a lot faster. It throws you off your game. Watching watching Mahomes was like kind of like watching Randall Cunningham, like. In it a was. sense, it was like it was. He he he's running, and but Rand, Randall wasn't running for his life half the time. Nah, he was just running. Right. He he's was like running. graceful, but and that's how he is most of the time. But when you don't have your your main pieces in front of you, you are running for your life every snap. Yeah, because that's how they game planned it. It's like he he no three step no three step drop no five step drop like hike the ball run in a circle get yep. defenders off of you and then throw yep. the, he threw that one touch that one in the t- in the end zone yeah. off his back foot. Finish. And he should have caught that. It yep. would have been a different game, probably, if he caught that. Because a whole different game. It changes the uh, the like the chemistry. It changes like yeah. how people react to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, question. Uh, Tampa Bay won. Brady said he's coming back next year. 
do they repeat? Repeating's hard, man. That's not what I asked. Plus, plus, man, a full season with Taylor Heineke, man. Brady's not getting what? past Heineke this time, man. Jay, please. Thank y'all for your, uh, coming out. We'll be black next week. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, out of all the quarterbacks that Brady played against in the playoff, which one gave him the most trouble? I mean, but Did Heineke he also, play a full game? I mean, he also didn't get to go up against Burrow. Just saying. If, yeah. <laughs> or Ryan Leaf, if you want to go out there like that. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, what is no, happening? I, I, I don't think they repeat. Because unlike basketball and LeBron and his Iron Man tactics, Brady, I mean, he old, but like you said, repeating, that's a lot different. Plus, they, I mean, they do have a really nice core, and that's everybody <laughs> is going to stay together for the most part. I think they keep they, that defense they, they there? Run it back. You add some Ain't other elements? Going, I, I, don't think, I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody wants to leave based on knowing that Brady wants to be there again for another season, it'd be different if, like, if he's unsure, then I'm going to look elsewhere and see if I can get some money somewhere else. Right. But if he's coming back, I'll be back. And then I'll he try to get my it. money after that season. Right. He, he already said it. So Because like, after the Super Bowl, everybody gets greedy. Dog, yeah. you know, I'm worth, you know, I'm like the top safety. You see what you saw I did in the Super Bowl? Give me that money. Uh, no, you aren't. But, you know, I'll run it back with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, I, I think, I don't think at, so. the, at the end of it is, like, you're looking at a dude who out of 10 championships won seven and out of 10 championships, he was the MVP for five, whether he earned those or not, mm-hmm. that's cool. You know, you can argue, you can debate that if you want to, but he seems to be, if not the main ingredient, one of the key ingredients to having a championship fold in your, in your um, franchise. Mm-hmm. So why would you, I mean, if they already had the formula in place, for them to to get into the playoffs, why not? Ain't no, ain't nothing to change. I mean, I think the only <laughs> difference between like NBA and um, the NFL is that it's one game, and it's a game of inches. So it it can really come down to one play. But it also and, it's also a game of injuries. Very much so. You you get hurt in week fifteen and you gone for the rest of the season. Right, and Brady's about to be forty four. So if he gets hurt, exactly, he, he might be done. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey, did you give your assessment of a repeat? Yeah, he said they're not getting um, past Heineke. Man. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Never mind. Moving on. Ah, okay. NBA. Uh, Steph Curry has been making, <laughs> he's been making, uh, or turning heads, rather, I should say, which shouldn't be the case because he's still Steph Curry. I mean, barring injuries and all stuff that he had the last couple of years. Um, but the argument now is, uh, does he make the case that he is back to his old ways and is in the MVP running again. Uh, J.H.O. And I have to say yes, but I don't want to say yes. He He's changed the structure of the game so much. That was weird, wasn't it? Did you hear that? You heard that? Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know it was me or not. Was that? Yeah, Did I whistle? Oh, was something near hey, the mic. It may be me. That wasn't um, me. But, um, That's why we won't get best sound in podcast. <laughs> uh, but I think he's he's um, changed the, I mean, the entire culture of the game. Not that he, he's like invented some shit, but it's just really weird that now everything is a three 
And like Charles Barkley said, you make it, you win. You miss it, you lose. That's a dumbass strategy, but live by three. That's kind of how. That's kind of how the games work. If you make it, you win. So, um, but the other night he had thirty-two, and he only shot. Um, he's a his efficiency is what's fucking stupid, right? Because like, he didn't shoot crazy. a bunch of threes. He made four threes, and he had thirty-two points. Yeah, that number his, that don't add up to thirty-two at all, at all. His efficiency is is remarkable. So that's the only reason why. He really should be in an MVP conversation because he can affect the game. He's barely played. What are they saying? He's barely played like four minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's not playing the four quarters at all. <laughs> like he's doing his shit in three quarters. Yeah. That's crazy. And in sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, I mean, that that's very good because your body definitely gets a break. So He's like 32 now, right? Yep. But he doesn't look it. I mean, I mean in terms of like Baby what he face. looks like. To, I mean – Babyface assassin. Health and nutrition and sports and like the way they take care of bodies, like medicine, right. Right. different. It's a different a ball different. game. Players are playing well into their forties now, mm-hmm. and you know he, LeBron in that class might be the first class that goes past forty, mm-hmm. and still looks like they like in their twenties. Like it's looking mm-hmm. like that's going to be the case. Like it's going to be some stats soon where you're going to be like, this is the most top ten scoring leaders we had over forty. Some shit like that soon. Right, <laughs> right. Because before it was over like Steve 30. Nash and yep. Dirk and that was pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that was like you got a whole class of uh, athletes. Vince coming Carter in. wasn't even like Vince Carter wasn't even really killing it. He was no. probably averaging eighteen, yeah, fifteen. And he was, you know, he had flashes of looking role player, right? Looking like the old, yeah, yep. But I, I think Steph, Steph is is. Well, Trey, let me get your point. Um, I think Steph is back. Like, uh, I think he's, um, like what I, we were talking about earlier in, in pre-production that um, Steph um, before he went out on that injury, I think he's been playing injured for some time. And uh, I think it started sometime around when KD was there. I think he's been playing injured for a little while and um, he looks refreshed. He looks more like himself, his numbers, everything looks back. I, I think he's back. So I think that Steph is going for another run um, with that team. Of, greatness uh when i say run i mean as far as his personal performance oh okay. I, I don't you know i don't know about the minute 13 and 12 I right if, i don't know if kelly Oubre is going yeah. to take them to the promised land right now um <laughs> but mean, he's starting to hit a stride too yeah he looked good the last couple games man. it's consistency like, though and does that consistency like bleed into everybody else's like I, the thing i read was like steph curry's work ethic is kind of like infectious like he's working, he he's showing up. He's working, he's working. So if, if that becomes the culture that he establishes there, how are these players not going to get better? And then how are they not? I mean, I think they make a playoff run. How far they get in the playoffs is 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 debatable, but they're definitely going to make a playoff run, right? And if they are all in sync and playing well, I don't think they come out of the West just because the Lakers are still there. But I think they get to the Western Conference Finals based on the other teams that they would have to go through to get to the Lakers. I don't think they have enough answers for the Lakers in terms of, like, their mm-hmm. front court. Of course. You know, but, like, it, it'd be, like, Cavs, Warriors <laughs> a couple years ago. Like, you know, and if he's playing like he did in 2015, 2016, that's going to make it, like, a seven-game series between those two. Like, and that's when it becomes kind of scary because he can he can he can put a team on his back. 
I just don't think they have enough answers for everything that the Lakers have to get past them. But like Portland, uh, Phoenix, you start naming teams that are like looking good now, and then you put this version of Steph Curry up against those teams, he blows through them. I mean, he's not playing in the fourth quarter. Like, period. He's not playing at all. So, it's weird. It's this. I think, you know, now, out of the top see. ones, they're talking about MVP, like Embiid now. You have to throw Steph Curry in it because of how he's just affecting playing. Yeah, wins. he's affecting the game. Yeah. But just like him, him not playing in the fourth quarter, that's starting to sound a lot back like his old days. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, like he yeah would I agree. do what he needed to do, and he could rest in the fourth quarter because he had already done it. Yep, we got this win. I think I think if if because you got to also remember Ubre was the only piece that was holding them down. <laughs> and now, if he's consistent, yeah, we're that, good. That, that that's we're a, good. That statement you just made is a lot heavier than it sounds, though. Like he <laughs> was like holding, like he right. was like an really anvil. Really <laughs> I, and I, like the thing is, I want I want Ubre to be, I want Ubre Ubre to be good here. Like I thought he was a piece here, and he went to Phoenix. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a lot of potential, man. Like I I do like did want to see him do good because he looked like somebody who was going to be good. Um, so, well, as my musical father used to tell me, potential ain't shit. <laughs> like it, it sounds nice, but if you ain't doing nothing with it, but he's working like legit, he's working. Like yeah. he, he had a couple good games and he's working. I think that, you know, that space between him and Steph is going to build. And then when they add clay back, you know, we'll be having a different conversation next year. Um, moving on. Uh, Dallas Mavericks have stopped playing the national anthem before home games. Um, at the oh, are we taking a break? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, oh at the uh, what's the word I want to use? Well, Mark Mark Cuban says no more um, national anthems at the home games. Update. Now he is playing. The national anthem again. God damn it! <laughs> so this segment's done. I mean, the league sent out a memo and said, "No, nah, we're well, not nice having none of that." Quickly, but we're not having none of that. Article, argue, the article I just read was like he he did that before, right? He had a conversation with the um, yeah before so he went. I guess they went several games without doing it. Nobody really picked up on it. Like it wasn't a story story, and then it became when it oh, became you know, a story. The, it was like you know, the wait Mavericks a ain't playing the anthem. And and Silver's like, what? Hold yeah, on a minute. That's a that's a bad play though. Let me send this to Silver. Let me send this. That ain't gonna. That ain't right. Go but again, well. if it wasn't public knowledge, if it wasn't in the papers, gotcha. Silver don't care. But now that it's like, yo, should we even be playing the anthem? All right, let's just stop this before it gets out of hand. Now every team should play the anthem. There, let's go. Moving on. <laughs> well, let me get let me get your is. thoughts on the national anthem being played. Anyway. Oh me, so you said um, (laughs) no. The the anthem, uh, I think it should be played. Um, I mean, it's it's tradition. It's the country we live in. It's the everything's the national whatever the national. I mean, it's a every league is based on being in the United States in their name. you know, whether it's the National League, the National Football League, the you know, whatever. 
uh, baseball has ma- major league, American League. I, I, yeah. Well, and and then to take it out, the message you're sending, like I'm definitely okay with the, you know, the kneeling and the different signs of solidarity to show that the country needs work. Obviously, the country does, but to take it out completely. So at this point, I think you're making you're helping make the argument for the people who are against all of the solidarity things, because now you're really just jumping out off the boat. You know what so I mean? Here's, here's a, oh, go ahead, Dre. Go ahead. There was a poll that was recently released that says 67% of people, not Dallas fans, not Wizards fans, 67% of people don't want the anthem played. That's a high percentage. It's 67%. <laughs> it's more than 50 should it's the national anthem, but, it, but the question was, should the anthem be played at sporting events? Not basketball, not football, solely, not baseball. Should it be played at sporting events? 67% of people said no. That's a lot. Um, and see, here's the thing. I'm curious about that survey because based on the number of people, and I don't want to make this a political podcast, but based on the number of people who... um are in the camp that was advocating everyone should stand and honor the flag during the play, the, the uh-huh. anthem. Uh-huh. I don't know where that poll was taken. I would be curious to see the details of how that poll was created right. because it feels like that poll may have been taken somewhere where there's more of one crowd than the other because there's a lot of people who there's are... There's a lot I mean, of people. Like, there's a lot, lot of people who are advocating for you to, you know, respect the f- the yes, yes, the colors so I, and the flag. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That was, number, yeah, that, yeah that, it could that, very well be skewed. Yeah, like the metropolitan or more urban. Yeah, I mean, if you if you did the poll in New <laughs> yeah. York City, um, and so you didn't take account the rural parts of the country and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it's going to be extremely skewed. Yeah, but sixty-seven percent is a lot. To like, if you took it in New York City, it's not a lot now. Right. It should be it's almost a hundred percent if you took it's it in New York di- City. It's a lot more diverse. Right. <laughs> a lot more diverse. <laughs> we don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> but if you take it in the middle of <laughs> I don't know the name Iowa? of this place. Yeah, the Kansas? places that I can't even think the name of. Minnesota. Just, somewhere yeah. out there. Corn I can Husker name the states. Country. I definitely can't name the cities. Indiana. <laughs> Hoosier Hoosier Town. Yeah. Texas? In different various states in the middle of the country. Yeah. And not in the big cities. I would see that being opposite. Then, 67% then yes. That, yeah, it, it flips yeah. completely the other way. But so, here's my question. And so I think we all think that number's kind of skewed based on where they took it. We don't know for sure. Uh, we can, I mean, you'll find out where it came from eventually. But the question I would ask is, do you think that the national anthem is a fair representation of where we are as Americans, it's based on when the song was written and what the song means. We're all musicians, right? So based on what the song means and what it represents, it doesn't represent everyone. Americans in totality, right? right? Like it was everyone. written. Everyone, right. So True. maybe so the numbers So I've aren't. heard about this second verse that no one ever sings or something that's supposed to be really bad, but I, I don't know. 
right? Uh, Let's see. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a, uh, there's allegedly a second that? verse. I don't want to look up this verse and it'd be like, "Oh, say slave oh, arena." <laughs> like, <wait for> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, and I don't know. Like, if you hear people complain about something, then you go look at it yourself and you go, oh, "I don't see it," but I don't know. It's context. I haven't and, looked into time. it myself. I mean, we're we're in as we know cancel culture, so that's not acceptable yeah, I do, now. I don't know. That so I'm not saying not that acceptable now. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that with any credibility or anything. <laughs> like just trying to say, you know, that it is bad. I'm just saying that I've heard someone complain. Uh, I mean, about I it. think I think there will never. I don't even know what kind of outcry it would would take, but there's no way we're ever getting a new anthem or any sort of rewrite. I mean. Not to say it's impossible. It's just it would just take a heavily, like even legislated well, effort. Well, let's be because they're trying to honest. introduce the black national anthem. You know, you get that at certain like you know yeah. games, but even that's and a there's hard. a crowd that doesn't really like that either. <clears throat> exactly, it's, it's only one nation. There's no yeah. black nation, and there's no well. You right. guys are the ones that started segregation. But right. again, I don't want this to be political. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, the thing about it is. Um, the anthem itself is not bad if the values in it are true for everyone because it's saying very good things. It's just a, uh, one of the challenges that we have is that, you know, people don't feel like it, it's representing them. Is it really free for me? Is it really, you know, all, all the thing? you know, am I being represented by this anthem or is yeah. it just a certain group? So, you know. Well, if you go into the third, second, third, fourth, and fifth verse, it's not. <laughs> but if you stay oh on the first boy. verse, oh it can boy. be because it's it's broad, right? It's a broad, like especially yeah. now, like somebody looked it up. Apparently, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what are they? What are they, <laughs> what are they oh, talking about? Does the shucking and jiving? But it was, it was written like realistically, it was written in eighteen fourteen. Yep. So the values of a person in 1814 are not going to be the same values as mine in 2021. Right. You're not, not going to change close. the song. You're not going to adapt it to. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those songs that it, like you. We talk about timeless music all the time. Like we always have a like inside conversation about timeless music. This ain't one of those songs. <laughs> like, this is not a timeless music song. This is like a period piece, and they just, in terms of like what it's supposed to represent. Is unity amongst Americans. Unity. <laughs> we get all of that. But do you change the lyrics to fit what the current state of the United States represents now? Because back then, there weren't, everybody that's here now wasn't there then. And dare I say that people had different roles without getting too political back then. Yeah, society, oh, society does was that bus it challenge yeah wow. <laughs> yeah remix we want not the remix we want. Uh, <laughs> at all I mean I I listen to it <laughs> oh hell no is it break time yet you hear Nelly in the background of your a stop <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out about it. Like, oh wait, wait, wait. what? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, happened? put the kids to bed. Here <laughs> comes the the Laker girls. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's I I would be interested to see where that poll came from and see how many people they polled from where they were polled. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. Like it's not like I'm sticking around 
for it, like I respect it. I'll stand up if I'm in the audience. Like I'm not gonna stand up in my house and while they doing the you know national anthem, but I will respect it because it's it's not just about it's about the people who serve and protect this country, mm-hmm. and that's you know if you take it for that purpose alone and you just say okay, regardless of when it was written and what it what it meant when it was written, this is what it stands for now. Cause see, that's the thing too. Like just because you change it at sporting events, don't mean the U.S. military gonna change it. So then you, that's why exactly. it's going to be a heavily legislated effort if any sort of alteration or change happens, which is not at all in the cards. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that poll, it would it would do some due uh, justice to actually look into it and see who was actually polled, how many people amongst the millions of people that on the, on in the United States actually do care about that um, the national anthem being played at the beginning of sporting events. I don't, I, outside of the Super Bowl and like the NBA finals, I don't think people really, they, they don't really show it on the TV unless somebody's famous is singing. Like, you don't really see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you see, if you watch the NBA, you see Ernie, you see Charles, and you see all them, and then you see Tip Off. You don't see the, yeah. you know, the so, national I mean, anthem. And I definitely want to clarify my statement. Like, I think leaving it in there. But bust it? What I'm saying, I'm saying it. Oh, not that one. Um, that doesn't require any clarification. Um, the, uh, the taking it, I, I, I'm more concerned about the statement it makes if you take it out than the actual song, right? I'm not like, oh, we're gonna miss the song so much. No, it's the actual statement. Like we're removing, we're starting to remove, you know, American pomp and circumstance Me, from our, you starting from our. Proceedings. Uh, <laughs> would you I like say apple pie. Just taking away apple pie? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, essentially, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. So, who that, don't like apple pie? <laughs> people can can people can be you know interpret start to interpret that as you know you are distancing yourself or separating yourself from American culture and it just that message won't be heard. But correctly. Trey, what if is they American misunderstood. Culture? If what they misunderstand culture, that's the question. If you break down the history of American history and culture, yeah. some people were. But if they couldn't understand some. a dude kneeling just to make a statement, they definitely like that's just not gonna. Again, it's not going. It's not going to unify people. It's not going to bring people together. Oh. That's not going to help the situation. I just. Don't I mean, they think the about argument, how they think about how they now include Canada's. They, can uh, they include <laughs> Canada's anthem for the you know Canadian. When they play, teams. yeah. Yeah. Hockey and yeah. you know uh, NBA, so right. I mean it's like, yeah. all right, we that's an, I know that's a country based thing more to, more so than a, um, oh, a value even better when they do the Olympics they play everybody's everybody yeah everybody gets a time to sign yep. but everybody that doesn't have the same history as America <laughs> bingo so. I mean, there's a lot of places in the world to have some bad history. I mean, like the world is not the best place. So I mean, yeah, without getting too bad things that happen all over the world. It's a small world. I think I think this episode is going to be called "Without Getting Too Political." Without getting too political, I won't have to, we won't have a rice for that. Never mind. Yeah, don't do that. Like without without getting too political, I would agree with Trey because I remember being in Rwanda and going to a museum and seeing genocide everywhere <laughs> like it was a museum of genocide and it was like oh it was here in this year it was here in this century it's like every place had like this country or this our our society was founded on war 
and like yeah. the have and have not. Without getting All too right. political. <laughs> uh, without getting too political, we're going to take a break. Sports and things in politics. <laughs> um, we'll be back after this break. Um, yeah, stay posted. Yo, this is Dennis from Sports and Things, and I have some exciting news to share with you guys. We recently partnered with Fubo TV. Now, you might ask, what is Fubo TV? Fubo TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. And I know everybody wants to get out of those cable contracts, for sure. Don't believe me? Click the link in our bio and start your free seven day trial now. And now, back to Sports and Things. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We want to get right into our next subject, which is the NBA. Uh, are we continuing? In, yeah, we're continuing in the NBA. Um, the Wizards are two and twelve without um, when Westbrook plays, and they're four and three. And doesn't uh, a little bit it, less trash. <laughs> there's a lot of speculation about Bradley Bill jumping ship, um, but his people say that he's here for the long haul. He doesn't want to. Like leave and you know be that player that kind of just runs to the next team or the next contender. Um, so the question I have for you guys is two part: Does Bradley Bill trust the process? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, wow. what is it going to take for them to get on a winning path? Like rebuild. We lost Thomas Bryant, which I don't really think was a key. Components, what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, like what what key components would it take? What would they have to bring in to make them contenders on a nightly basis? Not even playoff contenders, just contenders on a nightly basis. We need that attitude player. We need at least one, like a Jimmy Butler, maybe more. Uh, I'm. I mean, I think. Butler. But, we don't but need here's the guard. thing. I we think need we need a big man. Really, that's. I think we have player. the attitude player. I just don't think he his game is translating well. Who is that? What's Russ? Russ is injured, man. But his, but his attitude. You just said attitude. We have the attitude. Yeah, yeah. Russ yeah. is Russ is ready yeah. to run yeah. through fire, but he's missing layups. Yeah, we needed we needed the defensive end, Oops. the kind of the power forward center kind of guy that's ready to. You know, um, that we, makes people scared. We need a new coach, like period, point need. blank. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, there's no seriously. So it's says not, all it's, the memes. It's not the personnel, but I mean, even yeah. outside of the memes, it really is having to do with personnel. Because case in point, this Friday, they will be without Bill, and only Westbrook will be the alpha. So now we really get to see because Bill has not been out except for COVID protocol. Are so, you watching that game now? I didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we'll we'll know what the stats look like. We'll know what the stats look like. I mean, I'll, I can watch. I'll can follow watch the, the game, game cast. Watch the game for two and a half quarters and know that they're in it, and then they just crash and burn in the fourth, or vice versa, like they crash and burn in the third, and then it's like let's try to play catch up in the fourth. Well, like, historically, Wizards teams have been in it until ten minutes eight, into eight the third minutes, quarter, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, and then it's I mean, like it just kind of goes to shit. But it's going to it's really going to see you're really going to see a whole different game plan with no bill out there. Like will will Russ really take 30 shots or will he get a triple double where he's got 15 assists? You know what I mean? Cuz but it also takes other people making their shots. 
which is also a huge question mark. Trey? Um, <laughs> fire Scott Brooks, man. Just fire Scott Brooks. But realistically, that's not going to happen this season, right? I, I no. think it's going to happen after after the season. No, right? I think it could happen. So what do you do? I think it could happen during this season, to be honest with you. I think as much as we don't want that transition to start, I don't want to – like, part it, it's a 50-50 argument as to why you do it in the offseason. Why not do Sometimes it during the season? Sometimes you want to get an early start on the, exactly. on the new coach finding exactly. process. Because if you got a Most coach like Scott Brooks, Scott Some Brooks is on the last year of his contract and they haven't extended him, and right now things look terrible, like, the likelihood of him getting an extension, like, what? It would be that Marvin Lewis type shit. Why are we keeping this dude again? Like, why? Mm. He's getting another he, we oh, another year? Okay. But why? <laughs> what, wait, what is so, he? Nothing. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. I don't, I mean, how is how is Scott Brooks here next year? Like, how? And so the question is, does he make it to the end of the year or does he get released early so that they can get a jump on the next coach? Because if you're the first team in the market, you're the first team that gets to talk to whoever the hot prospect is. Mm-hmm. You know, so. So you got to sell like, it should, should I come to your train wreck or not? Because your ship has a lot of holes in it. But so if, you give them really? key, if you give them all the keys to the, you know, the building and say, is now your shipwreck? manage it how you see fit like at the end of the day scott brooks is a bad coach here but he hasn't been a bad coach in the nba he's won more games than he's lost he's over 500 he's uh 492 wins and 390 losses so and he had a he had a pretty successful run in oklahoma oklahoma so it's like yeah he did with westbrook so it's like it's not like he's a really bad coach maybe but no contract extension is going to happen in these But here's the thing, though. It like just he's, he's What's happened is with any team, which is what was so strange with Marvin Lewis, you've lost to players, dude. <clears throat> like, you've lost to right, players. Right, And so, I mean, in basketball, I feel like it's even more um, – it's even more uh, close-knit than football with a 52-man roster or whatever it is. Like, that's a lot of people to manage but 15 come on man once you lose eight of them um yo we need a new coach okay we might want to start thinking about getting a new um control guy in here because eight of these people ain't really feeling him anymore that's a that's a that's a damn high number like two people you can talk about trading them but when it's like (laughs) half the team Right, right. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what it is, but that's how it looks. That's the that's the optics of it. You don't have control of this team. They just really out there. Yo, when's our next game? All right, I see y'all at the at the gym. <laughs> like we ain't yeah. really running nothing that works. And realistically, like his first two seasons here weren't losing seasons. They were they were right around uh, fifty games. You know, close to fifty games. His first two seasons. It's been the last two. You take out this year. Because they're six and sixteen right now, but like you take out the last two, and that's the win. When it's like, is he losing the team? But Dennis, what I say to you is based on the current circumstances. His uh-huh. contract is coming to an end, and so for him to be back next year, he will have to have had an extension or a new contract. You don't see him getting a new contract. 
based on the current circumstances, do you see Not that? with Washington, no. Right. I don't. Not with Washington. Yeah, with Washington. He's somewhere else. It's like, uh, this is, just this like, is what's not how you want your, like your Tony. This like is not Tony. how you want your contract oh, yeah. year or year before your contract year or any of that to go. Exactly. This is not how but, you want it to go. But you have to think, too, like he lost the key element to his offense and defense oh, with ooh, John Thomas Wall. Bryant. All right, so uh, <laughs> Dude, anyway, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a button I'm gonna put a checkpoint on that subject. We're done. <laughs> We're done with that one. Uh, let's move on to uh, another franchise that I don't, really don't care about. Uh, Philadelphia 76. Um, I guess the, the argument is here is like, can a coach a coach can come into your franchise and change the overall culture of your winning um, pedigree because you mean Rivera? Oh, sorry, no, my, my bad. Go ahead. What? <laughs> or Doc Rivers or whoever Scott Brooks' um, uh, successor will we're be. We're talking about Philly, so we're talking specifically about Doc Rivers. Oh, um, okay. Doc Rivers All right, then. has made Philly into, I dare I say, a powerhouse. Because I don't, I don't know if that team gets out of the East with the Nets there, personally. But they're playing well. They're in the top five of the power rankings. Embiid is playing like uh, a certified center. Tobias is shooting out the gym, and Ben Simmons is only he's his points per points per game are down. I think he's averaging like thirteen point nine a game, but he's becoming. The player that I think most people thought he would be, which is like a slasher, but also a facilitator who can who can change a game. He's a game changer, right? Without so, shooting a jump shot. What? Without shooting a jump shot. Without him shooting at all. Right. <laughs> like, right. Doc Rivers said he doesn't have to shoot the ball at all. He yeah. can take. Ten threes, he can take no shots. No threes, right? Yeah, he can take yeah. ten threes, no threes. Yeah, he won't have to shoot the ball at all. He's yeah. he's getting like almost three to four steals a game, maybe three blocks a game. He, like he's affecting the ball, and he's he's affecting the flow of the game. Exactly. Question is, is Doc Rivers the piece they need to get to the next level, or was he the piece they needed to get to past the East, Eastern Conference Finals into the actual finals? Jay. Yes, uh, because it goes it begins again. Uh, we can go full circle and go back to Brooks. It's the game plan. It's the players. Oh, okay. I'm not buying into. <laughs> I'm not buying into your bullshit. Right. Um, so I mean, it's just a matter of we've tried all of this other stuff. It has not worked. Let's see what he's got to say. Let's see if we run it and it works. Then hell yeah, we'll keep running it. So I think it's it really does turn into, you know, this dude is on something. Like he's been watching us. He knows our like he knows our capabilities to where if I stay over here and that man stay over there and I cut and this and we can end up with the two, shit. It's not like it's not like it's rocket science. That's the thing. It's not like it's rocket science. It's literally like you set a screen, you cut. If he's open, you hit him. If he's not, you don't. You shoot it if your man drops off. It's real simple shit. It's just right. a matter of knowing who can run what. So I think, yeah, Doc was that piece. 
Like, I feel like same thing if Popovich went anywhere. He could get some motherfuckers over 500. Would they win a chip? I don't know. But he can definitely get you over 500 right. to compete. <laughs> and we know Doc is no slouch by Boston. By the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, all of it. You know, all of it. But, you know. Trey? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Doc is the key. You know, like, that that's a major change. I mean, they did pick up some solid role players. Um, so, I mean, they, they added some contributors. But I think the orchestrator is uh, is the, the key deal of what's going on there. I hate to say it because I, I mean, nothing against Philly. Like, the town of Philly. Everything against Pennsylvania. Oh. Nothing. Oh, not the town. Though. All their sports teams, though. Everything against all their sports teams. Well, in the, in the NFC East here and in the Eastern Conference, so we natural rivals, right? Like we have a, a natural thing with them. Um, I just never really got the hype behind some of the players that they had on their squad. Um, I think Why that is they saying some of the players, Trey. Why is he saying some of them? He's saying Joel Embiid. Right. Why is he? That's not his name. It's not some of the players. His, his name, name is Joel Embiid. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I just don't get he's, the hype between definitely some of Joel. the Joel Embiid. Some but of no. The <laughs> Joel Embiid players. At, at, some, at some point, it was Ben Simmons, too. Like Ben Simmons was like touted was, as yeah, like the next LeBron. As, yeah, he was regarded as the next shit. But he can't shoot. Like yeah, LeBron, LeBron couldn't shoot, the, but LeBron put up twenty seven points a game. Ben when he Simmons came in, is the fresh he was prince. prince. And, yeah, he was a prince. Yeah, no, the, yeah, it, it was all yeah. that. Yeah. So like, yeah. They, and it, it was that because you know don't don't forget like a couple years ago they were talking about breaking this team up and like can they even play together? Like can you win a can you even get far in the playoffs with Embiid and Simmons on the floor together? And then they and, gave out massive money. <laughs> <laughs> right here, y'all go. Hulu, Hulu, yeah. <laughs> Hulu loves sports. <laughs> Sixers have live sports. Oh, okay. 76ers have live sports. <laughs> but you add some pieces. You add Seth. You add, I mean, Tobias has been shooting lights out. You know, you add some pieces to that. Did you see the article I sent about Seth? Yeah, I'm saying Seth's been balling, well, that dude man. dude is going to be, fit. he's close to being He's about 50, to break, 50, it, break a record. 50 50 hundred. I mean, that's that's jinxing right there. He's gonna he's miss a free throw now. From the three point he's shooting shoot 100 from the free throw line. Come on now. I mean, you will miss. You're gonna be at 98, but <laughs> he's a bucket. Yeah. Like, he's he a bucket. Is. He really is. And it's like, did, is he is he that much of a bucket because of the shine that his brother get? It, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a it's a storyline there. Like, it's I've been overlooked. Image. Yeah, I've been overlooked. You know, my dad was a shooter. A my brother's a shooter. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think he was overlooked. I just think, but he's been he traded a couple on, times. He was on different. Yeah, but if I mean, you get traded, you're being overlooked. No, if you get traded, your value, your your value, is both ways. I know what you're saying. Like you're it, you're not overlooked. You're it depends on what valuable. you're getting traded for. Exactly. Right, you're getting traded for makes it look like either you're yeah. valuable to them or you're not. Yep. You know what well, I'm saying? I think they somebody, like I think somebody did trade him like some M and M's, so he may not be as valuable as you know. He comes off like like Steph, but you like the M and M. Nobody sucked the coating off of. <laughs> it's like, oh, look. <laughs> Pause. Face. Face. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so you know, I, wait. Let me get my thoughts together. <laughs> Doc Rivers. Whoo! 
has won a championship, went to L.A., put together a team. Well, uh, was he the GM in, in L.A.? I think he was the GM. I'm not 100% sure. I think he was. Either way, he got those guys to play together. And for a couple of years, L.A. Clippers looked like they were going to make a run until injuries plagued them um, between Chris Paul and Blake until Griffin. they blew a 3-1 lead. Well, injuries, bro. Like, come on, don't do that. Um, Injured feelings. Damn. Wow. Um, and then uh, he goes to um, Philly, and they are already in the conversation about being one of the best teams in the East. But they were in that conversation the last couple of years, too. Like, that's not a new conversation for them. Now it's like your players that were questionable or the players that they had the questionable storylines for are now becoming – like solid in their roles. Like Embiid is a solid center. Uh, Simmons is a solid point guard. Is a center? I thought centers didn't exist, Dennis. I didn't say centers didn't exist. I said Jokic wasn't a center. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I said he's a stretch four. You said he's a center. Mm-hmm. Like Embiid that dude's a stretch. A stretch. Embiid ain't no stretch four. He How? play like a five. He doesn't even consider Embiid an NBA player, bro. True. He plays soccer. Never mind. This is a mood mood argument. Yeah, this is this is stupid. They got pieces, is what I'm saying. So we all agree that Doc brings a culture in there, a winning pedigree that will probably get them, certainly get them past the second round. We'll have them in the bidding for the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. Depending on who they see, whether it's the Nets or we, it's either the Nets or the Bucks. They take they take they take the Nets. They lose. Probably in six, they play the Bucks. They probably win in seven. Because yeah, if Ben Ben Simmons can't shoot, Giannis can't shoot <laughs> at all. Oh man, and he don't even have help. <laughs> so we talking? Are we talking fifty eight to fifty one final? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because Embiid's out there, so Embiid gonna give you twenty. Oh, I'm sorry, 60, 60, 65, 58. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Low scoring game. Very low score. A lot of blocks. Low scoring game. <laughs> like. A few dunk, you're gonna see twenty dunks. All the points are gonna be dunks, but like it's not gonna be a shootout. Well, well, not true. Tobias is on Philly, so it'll be it'll be some shots going and stuff there. So, mm-hmm. I think my prediction: Philly gets um, <laughs> Philly gets the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat them four zip, mm. just because of the shooting alone. Mm. Like you got lights out on them. Anybody else would give a prediction? It's too early for that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's always too early for that. I, I'm, I'm good on that. You can be like, you're going to be in an NBA final. You're like, it's too early for the Instagram finals. <laughs> like, it's too early. To, I don't want to do that shit. All right, let's move on. Um, uh, this is the last subject of this, this segment, and we're going to switch gears and go to tennis because Serena Williams is um, – I know we don't usually do um, real-time scores, but she's – number 10 in the world, and she's looking like she's about to go to the finals at the Australian Open. And my question to you guys, because she's been plagued with injuries since like 2017, mm-hmm. and the birth of her daughter kind of put her off a little bit. So she's been she's been chasing that number 20, that Grand Slam 24 for the last four years now. Like, And I don't want to say if she, had, if she didn't have her baby that she would have got it by now. We don't know because the injuries were still there. But like, she she took time away to do her do her personal stuff and she's granted that because 
She gave she's a lot human. to the sport. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's human. <laughs> she gave a lot to the sport. She gave a lot of time and effort. She she's twenty three grand slams in. She's arguably the greatest tennis player to ever walk this planet. And you have to give her that. Like you have to give her her time to be, like Jay said, a human. My question is I'm only human. Okay. And <laughs> here we go getting banned. Very good. <laughs> All right. Question. Um, do you guys think that this Australian Open is the one where she wins 24? I'm not well versed in the field, but I do know that. I don't know if I'm qualified to comment on this, but I don't think there's really anybody else that can really dethrone her. If she's if she's if she's like healthy, there's nobody else that can dethrone her. My argument has always been I know some of the players, but my argument has always been that Serena beats herself. Like she she starts slow. Right. And then she has to come back and, you know, come right. back to it. But in the last two years, she's been in more quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals than any other female player combined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with injuries and with like pulling out of certain um, competitions. Mm-hmm. She's pulled out in semifinals. She's pulled out in finals. She's pulled out and she said, I don't. I'm physically not able to play up to the standard. I mean, did y'all? See, I, I didn't see out a picture of her um, of her outfit that she's wearing right now. Y'all see it? Uh-uh. She's uh, <laughs> she's paying homage to FloJo. Oh, she got the one leg. She got the one leg leotard. I already know. But it's it's kind of it's kind of modified. Like okay, it's not like yeah. boom boom. It's like yeah, you get a little thigh meat. <laughs> yeah, but it's like out and. You know, she has been the most intimidating presence in tennis the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like she's she's number 10 right now. But those rankings are based on points and how often you play. Anytime you go look at her stats, she's she's still making a lot of money playing tennis. Regardless of whether she's winning or not, she's making money and she's placing well. Um, I guess the, the question would be like, if she, if she does win the Australia Open, um, does she, how long does she play? Continue to play past forty at this point because uh, Venus is still playing. Venus is winning, right? And she, and she, she, she will play as long as yeah. she can, bro. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think she's gonna. I, she loves doing it. I, I think mean, it's the same thing with modern medicine, man. We at that point where um, I can keep going because you know we we working on this regularly, so we, we're good. We're good over here. They're gonna start taking like baby. <laughs> they, they're gonna start taking people's like essences and put them in the different bodies. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what it's yeah. gonna be like. I'm gonna play forever because I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna switch bodies and it's like playing in exosuits. Right, right, right. So I, you know, and she's winning right now. Um, I won't be able to give you guys an update on the score. I, I imagine because tennis goes pretty fast, especially when Serena's on the court. Like, <laughs> she like do shit. But like you said, unless she's beating herself, where she's she's got that lead, and then it all crashes and burns. But her matches even still are, are quick, even with that. Right. We we talking. She averages less than sixty minutes a, a game. A game, yeah. not set game. Right. And right now she's up six seven uh, five two. So I imagine by the time we come back from break, the game will be over. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be, you know. Um, and with that, we will take a break and, and come back. And this is Sports and Things. <laughs> hey, this is Trey Ely. 
Do you have a hot take or a topic you'd like for us to debate? Just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Now back to this week's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. Uh, this segment is going to be um, a little uh, sad because we we have a, we lost a few greats um, this past week. Uh, with the sports world, we're going to go with Marty Schottenheimer. He passed away after a long fight with um, you know due to Alzheimer's, and he was seventy-seven. Um, Twenty-one seasons as a head coach, won two hundred and five games total. Um, coach here, uh, I don't know how many years did he coach here? Like one, just one. Oh yeah, because oh, Snyder, Snyder got rid of Snyder. Him. Snyder couldn't take Snyder somebody else him. doing stuff right. You're doing too good at this. You trying to win? You trying to win? Oh no, 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 no. We don't do that. But he was Kansas City too, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Long time. Cleveland yep. is where he almost won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And er, believe it or not, Ernest Biner fumbled. Ernest Biner, he was number twenty-one here. Yep. I used to, I didn't have his jersey, but I I was an Ernest Biner fan, bro. Anyway, we all were. He won us the Super Bowl, <laughs> right? I mean, before the Super Bowl, like ain't because he won me. I like the player, bro. Like anyway, getting off subject. It's about Marty Schottenheimer. Rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. Um, we send our condolences to him and his family. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it's always sad to lose um, someone. And he was a great. Um, I don't know. Is, he's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? Should be. Uh, I don't know. That's a well, good if question. he's not, he should be. Twenty-one yeah. seasons, twenty-five games is like yeah. nothing. to Kind of like and a couple of winning teams. So um, rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. We go to music. Um, we lost Mary Wilson, one of the founding members of the Supremes. She was 76. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's always sad as well because you, they were, they were talking about getting back together, as Jay said, during the break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's always kind of bittersweet when you, you talk around it, talk around it. You're waiting on a couple people and it's like, we should have yeah. did it. You know? Yeah. Um, so we still not condolences. Go with now. All right. So we send our condolences out to her family and her legacy too. Like that's, that's one of the main staples of the Motown sound. So we send our condolences out to her and her family. Um, and last, but certainly not least, uh, we lost Chick Corea um, a couple of days ago. And Chick Corea was 79. Nope. And um, they didn't, I don't think it specified what his complications were, but you know, he lived a, a beautiful life. It was life. cancer, I thought. Yeah, cancer? cancer. Okay, it was cancer. Um, Chick Corea is one of the jazz giants that we all looked up to, and we all studied, and we all listened to growing up. I can remember listening to countless Return of Forever albums, um, listening to all that early, um, the early stuff that he did, um, stuff he did with Miles, and then you know, I actually met him. Um, I want to say I met him in nineteen ninety. Eight, when they used to do, uh, they used to do master classes at Blues Alley during the day, and like so, they would bring high school kids in at noon, and then the artist that was playing that night would come in, like kind of straggle in and play a couple songs, and then do Q and As. And I remember going and sitting there, and it was like, yeah, we're gonna play Spain, we're gonna play Spain, and I was like, I was playing with a different band, like I was playing. It was my, um, I was at Anacostia Senior High School, but I was sitting in with Wilson's senior high school's jazz band so they had a whole arrangement they were doing about this song and i had to read it in real time in front of chick rear 
and you talk about sweating bullets, bro. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. and I never applied the win in doubt layout moto more right. than anything. <laughs> I'm not. B section. I'm not even yeah. gonna play that. Like I ain't have a chance yeah, to look go over there. Let that space breathe. It looked like yeah. a big ensemble situation. I'm gonna just go ahead and, and I'm gonna clap with them when they. I'm gonna clap and play clave. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> he, he was super cool. He came in. I remember he had. I remember thinking that Chick Corea was tall because he looked tall in the videos. But when he walked in, he had to be about five foot six, five foot seven, maybe. He had on a Hawaiian shirt. He was like, "Oh, nice to meet you guys." I'm going to just play some tunes. And he went through like Thelonious Monk's like category. I mean, uh, catalog. It was nuts. And then he would play a song. And he's like, guys, got any questions? And then you just see a bunch of high school kids like, (laughs) like what these looks like. (laughs) No. No, sir. (laughs) The cool thing about it, and I'll let you guys talk. The cool thing about it was the kids, even including myself, knew who he was. Yeah. At like 16, 17. Yeah. Like you see this guy walk in, you see the name. You know, when you walk in the blues alley, you walk into the alley, you see the name on the um, marquee. Yeah, the marquee. And like, like I know I I have those records. Like I have all those records. And this dude is sitting two feet away from me, asking me if I have something to ask him. So you know, the questions went up, and it was he was he was really cool. And I, I think that's the, that's that's one of the cool things about meeting musicians that you idolize when they when they are cool. Like and they're not like. I mean, me and Trey had a whole conversation about this earlier offline when we were talking about people being artists acting like artists, <laughs> you know, and when artists do not act like uh, artists. Divas. Right. And he was super cool. It, it was a really good experience. And it was one of those experiences that kind of like make you want to go home and practice as opposed to like turn you off from like, you know, one to actually pursue a career in music. So that's my take on Chick. You guys can go. <laughs> Trey. <laughs> Flautist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, I wish John was here because I could tell him that Chick did include flute in his arrangements. Mm. Uh, but anyway, wow. so, so um, jaded, man. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, let me, no, let me pull man. out the world's Chick, smallest violin. <laughs> Chick is uh, one of the greatest uh, pianists ever, um, and he's from that tree, the the University of Miles. And all those guys that came out from under Miles became great on their own. All every single one of them, and um, Chick was no exception. And he's one of the best, um, you know. So um, he's a joy to listen to. Um, I love uh, to listen to when they get back together or got back together. You know, the five-piece band with all the guys from Miles, you know, you had John McLaughlin and Chick Corea and Kenny Garrett and all these guys together. But yeah, he will be missed. Um, but uh, we are grateful for his gift that God gave him and that we got to experience it. And we still have the recordings to study from. So Exactly. Um, he won't we, ever we be, be missed, but he won't be forgotten. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. We will continue. He, he, he made enough work that um, his legend will now grow, which is the wonderful part about music. Like, yep. like if you if you weren't a fan before, and you know you only heard minor stuff, as 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 uh, sad as it is, once you pass, your stock rises. Yeah. So. 
he will be missed. And it's yeah, always it's, go ahead, Dre. He doesn't have to be in the room for you to transcribe him. So, um, right, you know. And I'm like one of one of the um, one of the cool things about Chick, and we can move on to Artist of the Week, is um, the the coolness in which like you had at one point you had Returner Forever and you had Weather Report, like you had Joe and you had Chick that came out of the the school of miles basically like uh joe and uh lenny and uh stanley clark and then you had <laughs> you had wayne shorter joe zavanu and jacko and it was like they're both coming from the same school of fusion-esque music but a lot of them cats came from miles they're pre they're, they're approaching it totally different ways and you can appreciate that about the way they approach the music you know and it's like we we always have that we'll always have that you know forever because music doesn't it doesn't die and so we want to send a special condolences out to him and his family and you know thank him for what he did for music and what he contributed um as a whole as a not just as a musician but as a human as well um so rest in peace to all those we lost this week and with that we'll go into our artists of the week uh jay I think uh, for me, it's going to be Chick. Chick Korea. All right, Trey. Yeah. Chick Korea. You got to pick a song or something. <laughs> you okay. can't just say Chick Korea, bro. Like oh, Chick Korea. Chick Korea. Chick Korea. I'm, I'm going to go with Spain, you know. All right. Um, all right. I'll say Chick too, but I'm going I'm, I'm to do Tupac. I'm, I'm going to take, take John's spot too. Tupac. So, uh, Chick Korea, but. The record that I had as a teenager was the first record I had that came that, that I got of Return of Forever was the best of Return of Forever. And that came out like 1985. And I listened to that record. John I listened, was 40. <laughs> John See, was, mine, mine is Play with Bobby McFerrin. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was yeah, mine. Yeah. Um, but like I listened to that record, I listened to that record, and I listened to Weather Report's Eight Thirty Live for like a year, <laughs> like those two records. And then I got, I kind of got hit and went back into Stanley stuff. And but like those two, it was like the the contrast between the two bands that kind of made it for me. But that best of Return of Forever album was like the best of what they were doing at the time they were doing it. So um, that's going to be one of my artists of the week, and then two. Because Mike passed away. We lost Mike a long time ago. But I told you guys last night about what they were doing on Instagram when they were playing the stems to PYT. And at one point, um, I think it's called the um, the Listening Sessions Live. I think that's what the IG's called. I'll find out for sure. But at one, he does he does it every Wednesday where he'll play. He basically is going to play Michael Jackson songs until he runs out of them, broken down part by part. And he at one point he played he broke down all the guitar parts. I didn't know it was that many guitar parts on PYT. It all sounds like one or two people playing. Mm -hmm. It was like seven parts. And it was all Paul Jackson Jr. Mind blown. And then he played Michael's acapellas like from the actual recording. And at one point he went to um he was like, I, you guys don't understand what's happening. So I, they took all the effects off of it, and then he played Michael's uh, acapella from ABC when he was 11 mm. to compare the two. And 
how meticulous Mike was at 11 mm-hmm. manifested itself as a 20-year-old superstar phenom. It was it was crazy to hear. Like so rest in peace Mike. You know, I just had to throw that in there. You, I'll find out what the actual IG is if anybody's listening and want to go check it out. It's every Wednesday. Um, he does stuff every day, but he does Michael specifically at like 11 o'clock or on Wednesday nights. Um, but that's uh, that's the artist of the week. Um, and that's our show. We, we, you know, we'll be back. John will be back next week. So we wish him, you know, can't say anything. So <laughs> we wait for John. Joe Burrow. That's Ro. That's it. Wow. Yeah. He's somewhere smoking a cigar. <laughs> right. I'm going to cover NCAA football. <laughs> <laughs> Haskins is on the cover of NCAA football. Oh, he oh. need to be. That's where. That's he, the only place he's going to be. <laughs> wow. All right. So um, that's our podcast. Uh, on behalf of myself, Jay Hill, Trey Ely, and John Lane, um, you can check us out every Saturday on the Unhinged Sport Network at 12 noon. Um, that's unhingedsportsnetwork.com you can catch us anywhere you listen to podcasts at any time you can subscribe please subscribe check us out Um, we have Facebook we have Twitter um, we have Instagram come follow us check us out check out the new happenings that we're doing shout out to our partnerships with fanatics.com and Fubo TV Um, you can check our um, bios on various sites to see um, how to get connected with those things as well Um, it's been real and we will check you guys next week Peace. All right. I holler. Free my. Nine to Yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, mo. Yeah. We talking sports and things from rookies who bore the vets about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping. Over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcasts or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. Priest the Nomad up. Talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane. Talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Jake Hill. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC baby, so Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.